0: Well, this week on this Justin, the show that sounds like a new show, but it isn't a new show, just a show of me talking to people that I find interesting. We have Charlotte Stokely. Am I saying that last name correctly? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we got Charlotte Stokely. She is the winner of 15 awards across the adult film industry, an AVN Hall of Famer, certified health coach, and certified sex educator. Welcome to this, Justin.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Lovely introduction.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we'll go ahead and start for with what everybody's wondering. Um, we'll talk about the industry. So let's go ahead and talk about how long have you been in the industry, first off?
1: Oh, you're going to start it off with how old I am? Come on. <laughs> uh, long question. enough to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> there we go. That is actually a perfect answer. Perfect <laughs> answer. Way better than... And I, I usually say this at the beginning of all of my interviews, all of my questions come from a clear point of um, inadequacy of knowledge and never to insult anybody <laughs> so I'll get that disclaimer out now <laughs> okay. um, what what made you initially get into the or think about getting into the industry
1: well I've always loved being in front of a camera performing acting I've always loved just flaunting it <laughs> I've been curious about sexuality my whole entire life, including all functions of the human body, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, metaphysical, sexual, nutritional. I just, I love the human body and what better place to express my love for my body and other people's bodies than in the adult entertainment industry.
0: Yeah, it definitely is uh, a celebration of the human form, so to speak. And, you know, I mean, you've kind of hit it, hit it already that you've, you're not just an adult performer, you are a health coach, you're a sex educator. So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Where, where did the drive for becoming like a certified health coach come from? Like, what were the things that you wanted to know about the human body to be able to help others with?
1: Okay. So I used to be a holistic healer for six years. And what that means is I specialized in reversing diseases using nutrients. Every illness in the body is an imbalance. And I would dedicate my time to my clients of finding that balance in their body and reversing whatever it was that ailed them. And that really, that really fueled a curiosity fire of, just how can I help people? And there are a few things in this life, if not anything more rewarding than helping someone. And that just, yeah, I'm also, I'm very empathic. So I I care very much about people. And every time I would help someone feel better, it just made me want to do more. And I couldn't, maintain my holistic career with my adult career because i ended up getting contracted with some companies full-time and i took a hiatus and i said one day i'm gonna go back to school and in 2018 2019 i enrolled to be an integrative nutrition health coach and did online schooling while at the peak of my career That was, I enrolled before I got the hall of fame and before I I earned uh, probably like eight of my performer of the year awards. So I'm a damn good multitasker, I'll just tell you that. And so getting the health coach certification was important to me because sometimes I feel like, especially in, in the Western society of the United States, even if you have the right knowledge, people won't accept it unless you're certified. And that's understandable. So I thought, you know, I've been in this industry for a while. I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs, and I'd really like to not let my massive amount of knowledge of the human body go to waste. And I want to work with sex workers on how they can be healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, and being a health coach kind of ties all that in. And with my experience in the adult industry, I could relate to them, understand them, not judge them, and really give them a chance to open up about how they can help themselves. Because I believe we already know the answer. Mm -hmm. I feel like being a health coach is honestly a lot of listening. Yeah. And asking high mileage questions that get people (laughs) to say, yeah, you know, I'm really tired, but you know, I just, uh, I love drinking six Red Bulls a day and I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> there's uh, you figured it out <laughs> you did that all by yourself
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm i'm currently in the midst of a weight loss journey that is started about four years ago had a bunch of like you know peaks and valleys and then i hit an all-time peak in a bad way last year when I was tipping the scales right around 400 pounds got diagnosed with diabetes and so now I'm I'm 50 uh, I think I'm actually like 55 pounds down as of this morning um, that's
1: amazing and
0: yeah it, it really is stuff that you all like everybody knows like I had um I had Ralph Sutton uh a guy who runs the sex drugs sex drugs and rock and roll show um on a couple weeks ago and he put out a book on Amazon called Ralph Sutton's guide to losing weight. And it says page one is exercise more and page two is eat less. And you know, that is, that is a big part of it is like, Oh, why am I, why am I tipping the scales at 400 pounds? When, when I, Oh, oh wait, okay. I, I eat out a lot. I don't exercise as much as I should. I am, you know, I have unhealthy eating timeframes and and things like that. And it it is all stuff that, you know, and like having somebody to talk it over with really does help. And I think that kind of, you know, even beyond just health coach, I think like that's how I work with my um, professional development coach and things like that is like, it's, it's all stuff that, you know, deep down, it's just, you got to have somebody with the insight to ask those poignant questions and to give, you know, subtle feedback to like, kind of like help you uncover those answers because you, you do know them. And that's, that's actually really cool. I didn't realize that you worked in the, in the adult industry with your health coach platform. So that's, that's really fascinating to me because I was reading, you know, when I say reading, I mean, I was probably watching a YouTube video or something to that effect. And I had heard that the average life expectancy for somebody in the industry is 37 years old and i, I saw th- that
1: floating around and i'm sorry i don't i don't completely believe that
0: yeah I, I get i get that and i can i can see that it could have been picked but there is there's is a decent amount of uh how do you say pre uh early exits from life and pe- the people are in porn, and I do think that it is interesting that you're you're working with these people because I think you know everybody has their demons, everybody's got their. Oh demons. yeah, <laughs> and I think that it's really cool that you're out there and you're you know you already said you're an empathetic person who just loves to help people, and there's clearly a, a need for that just every in every industry, and for you to be able to be that in the adult industry, I think that's actually really cool. So
1: thank kudos. you. Um, I also have like some sort of extremely exciting, but extremely nervous uh, news to say. Today in, uh, wow, shit, less than three hours. (laughs) Uh, So there's an organization, a nonprofit organization called Cupcake Girls. And what they do is they give support to sex workers of all fields of work, whether it be webcamming, strip club, escort, et cetera, and also, support for sex trafficking victims, whether you're a sex worker or not. And I've been a community activator with them for the past year. And the CEO asked me to apply to be an unofficial board member of like the largest nonprofit sex worker support organization. And I have my official final interview with the entire board uh, for today. So I'm like, I'm so excited and I'm so nervous. But I, with my experience in the adult industry, because I've been in all, all those, all those walks of sex work careers, you know, web camming, I worked in strip clubs and things like that. So I feel like I'm really going to help. I'm going to help more people. I'm going to have a much larger reach specifically in the sex work industry. And that, that just makes me so happy. So wish me luck. Oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely wishing you luck. I mean, everybody that's watching this is watching this after the fact. So they're sending you congratulations vibes.
1: Yay. <laughs> so. True. I do want to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest pieces of advice for weight loss is to eat right according to your blood type.
0: Oh yeah, really?
1: Different okay. blood types digest different foods differently. So what's good for a blood type A may not be good for a blood type O. And that's actually really important to learn because certain foods, your body sees it as an invader and tries to attack it. And all these cells come start attacking it. And what happens is it starts making your blood really thick. And when your blood's thick, you can't carry your nutrients. You can't carry your oxygen. It just, it messes up everything. It causes inflammation in the body. Uh, So I highly suggest eating right for your blood type. And we can talk more about that on the side if you'd like.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I'll definitely pick your brain on that. <laughs> like that's actually, I had never heard heard the eating according to your blood type. I've heard like different, like, you know, 23andMe has like their own thing that they, they push and there's different companies that, you know, say, yeah, spit into this vial, we'll tell you how to eat. Yeah. But I've never heard about it broke down by blood type. And I think that's actually really cool.
1: It's highly effective and it changed my life.
0: I'm definitely that's unemployed. also how I
1: look so young that's my secret well you look so cell, young
0: because you are so young
1: my cells don't <laughs> age because I don't do anything that causes them to age within my abilities of nutrition That's
0: actually really cool yeah you, oh that was a terrible terrible moment I was I was gonna ask a question it was right there and then poof, just disappeared I didn't take my alpha brain fast enough. I, I would I meant to take it 30 minutes before the podcast. And uh, it was like two minutes till, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot the alpha brain. No. <laughs> and so it'll, it'll, my uh, ability to form sentences will kick in in about probably another 15 minutes or so.
1: <laughs> Ooh, can't wait.
0: <laughs> but um, back to the industry and we kind of talked, you kind of touched on it with uh, the cupcake girls and like how they support all Aspects of sex workers and things like that. I actually kind of want to ask your thoughts on OnlyFans. Like, how has that really changed the industry? Because it, it went from being exclusively to people who were exclusively on, on Only OnlyFans, and then it expanded last year to include many sex workers. Um, so I kind of want to like pick your brain on that. Like, how do you think that that was, do you think that it's a good platform moving forward? And do you think that it does give the performers more control in their careers?
1: Okay. High mileage question. (laughs) (laughs) I personally use OnlyFans. I think it's fantastic. I've been in the industry long enough to see all the different trends and phases and changes that have happened uh, we were still putting porn on VHS when I started. So just to give you an idea, I've, I've seen the ebbs and tides of this industry and back in the day, the girls would have their own website, you know, like, Oh, charlottestookley.com. And then we would pay for a, a credit card processing company and we'd pay for someone to design it and hopefully have back-end access. And we would run our own sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not very many stars did that because it's. pain in the ass. (laughs) And what's great about OnlyFans is it's already an established, verified website and they handle all the billing for you. They've made it very easy to just update things, upload, name your price and push send. It's so easy to use. And it's not just for sex workers, OnlyFans. I could create an OnlyFans specifically for health coaching, and I could post daily meditations and health recipes. So OnlyFans is, is not just for sex workers. Uh, and unfortunately, Instagram and Facebook and some of the, I mean, they're all family companies, same, 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 same <laughs> talk, right? Yeah. They won't let us say the word OnlyFans. fans. You can't do hashtag only fans. You can't put your only fans link in your bio because yeah. it's they're discriminating towards sex workers, even though um, like I, I just signed up Dead Mouse to OnlyFans and he's not doing sex work. So can he put OnlyFans in his bio or no? And it's but let's like, be
0: honest, a lot of people would pay to see that. You know, the big hat the big hat going on. I think that there'd be some people willing to pay for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck yeah! I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know what platforms this is going on. So, uh, fuck,
0: piss, shit, cunt. I mean, whatever you want to say. <laughs> this is a free free speech zone.
1: <laughs> free speech safe zone. Got it. <laughs> um. So I I love OnlyFans. It gives us freedom to work from home or basically anywhere we have the internet, and that that really, honestly, truly like saved lives during the pandemic when we could no longer go on set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like girls that dance at the strip clubs, they couldn't go dance at the strip club. And girls who escorted, they couldn't see clients and people weren't flying in or flying out. And if it wasn't for OnlyFans, I can very strongly say there are a lot of girls who would not have been able to pay their rent or, or put food in their bellies. So OnlyFans is amazing in the aspect that it gave us the freedom to not only make money from home, but to also choose the content that we do because when you're in the industry and you have an agent and they're like, okay, so now you're do you agree to work on the 12th for this much doing this type of scene? And then you get there and it's like, there's a, a script and maybe the script kind of hits home and you don't really want to do it and, you, and, and you're and you already on set. So what do you, what do you do? You're like, all right, I guess I'll do it. I don't want to be the problematic person. I don't want to not get hired by this company again. So OnlyFans gives us the ability to be in 100% control of the type of content we put out, the quality that we want it to, we can wear what we want, we can say what we want, and we can perform with other talent that we choose as well. So, big fan, big fan of the freedom OnlyFans has provided.
0: That's uh, that's actually really cool because that is something that like people don't think about is that you know everybody in porn isn't making the same amounts of money and things like that, and so like you could have somebody who is. You know, making that like hundred thousand dollars a year, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and like yeah. just like with anybody that was that was making that kind of money, and then, like I was, I I honestly was so lucky and you know blessed, whatever you want to say it. Like the pandemic didn't affect me. I took a pay cut for about a month and a half, and that's that's literally all that it affected me, and that's great. But there are so many other people, specifically in you know not only adult entertainment but entertainment in general, and the fact that. You guys were able to kind of like huddle around this company that was able to support you guys. That's actually really cool. And I kind of want to touch on the discrimination uh, part that you're talking about between the big three, as I call, them. I say big three. That's uh, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But you you were saying that it's mostly the the Facebook umbrella that's keeping you guys out. Is that right?
1: Yeah, Twitter Twitter is less is less intense. Instagram and Facebook are just so quick to penalize you and delete your account. I have friends that they're on their seventh Instagram account at this point, Mm -hmm. Uh, albeit I will say they were posting some sort of naughty stuff. So (laughs) I say, follow the rules, read the TOS. They update the TOS all the time. Continue Mm -hmm. to just follow the rules. If you wanna not follow the rules, make your own platform. It's that simple.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, but however, uh, even if you do follow the rules, you still get discriminated against. I haven't posted nudity on Twitter since 2014 and I'm shadow banned hard, like super hard, which like, I try to keep my Twitter classy. I never say anything negative. It's always positive, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm still in trouble because I'm Charlotte Stokely. And that kind of sucks because uh, that's how we promote ourselves is with social media. Yeah, And that's how we connect with the fans and connecting with a fan is the most important part of this career is people want human interaction. And, you know, some of my my fans, they, they don't even care about the sex stuff. They just, they love me for my personality yeah. and they're looking for someone to talk to during the pandemic. And that that's great. I love that. But if they can't search my name because I'm shadow banned, that's it's kind of rude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to get political by any means. But do you think <laughs> that we're going to be reaching a point in the near future where the idea of shadow banning kind of disappears? Like we kind of we kind of seem to be reaching a point where you know I, I have a friend, Sam Johnson. He's a, a musician out in San Francisco, and he had a, a music video called Monsters on TV, and the, the video was, was taken or the song was taken away from Spotify because of, because the video was too quote unquote political, because it had two people, one in the blue tie and one in the red tie debating each other on TV. Mm -hmm. And so we see things like that, but then there are, you know, additional different artists that kind of like lean heavy into the, the controversial aspect of things and that you don't see the same thing. So I wonder if we're, starting to get to a point where the more that you speak up and and you know ask to be treated the same as everybody else I think that we are closer to equality among everybody for like these aspects of you know talking about um, you know not being discriminated against by for your choice of profession I think that I think that that is going to be coming to an end as, as it becomes more known. So I want to thank you for talking about it because that's the only way that things like that ever changes. Like talking about, um, you know, the things that are happening that are messed up because that is messed up. Like there's no reason, like you said, you said it yourself, you follow the rules, you be yeah. positive. Like there's no reason there should be any kind of shadow or actual, any kind of ban like that. So I hope that Mark Zuckerberg is listening to this. I am pretty sure he's a, a weekly listener. So, uh, so we'll, we'll see what we can do.
1: <laughs> well also keep in mind, sometimes it's not the head of the company. I'm not saying he's a great person. Um, I am saying sometimes it's the, it's visa mm. visa has very strict rules. And if you use visa cause Facebook sells things and a visa is one of their vendors, visa can say, no, and then now all of Facebook has to say no, so right. it's it's a it's a very interesting web.
0: Yeah, very multiple levels for sure. Did uh, I'm going to take a step back real fast? You mentioned back in the day when you know people, um, sex workers are people in the industry were making their own websites and things like that. Did you guys have issues with finding payment processors? Cause I know that that's kind of the, the entire reason that payment processing on the internet happened in the first place was because of uh, porn. But I wonder, because I work in the marijuana industry and so it's it, so many loopholes when it comes to money and whatnot, <laughs> um, was that a, difficult, a difficulty that you guys saw in that time?
1: time there was only one company really that would accept uh, credit card billing and that was CC bill and it was very expensive it was uh like a thousand dollars if you want to accept visa and another thousand if you wanted to also accept mastercard and that that you know that kind of added up a bit
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and not to not to mention the the chunk they tra- they take out of every single payment <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, there there may have been fees involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that still exists today. But now, years later, there are other billing, uh, credit card billing companies. I think Paxim is a big one used in the industry if someone wants to make their own website. Nice. Um, but yeah, they uh, porn has been a leading pioneer in the frontier of technology.
0: Oh, yeah. The Um, only reason that we use Blu-rays was because Porn Black Blu-ray back in like 2005, I think it is.
1: Yeah. People didn't want to have to rewind their VHS tape. They wanted to skip to the next chapter. Like, (laughs) yeah. 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 uh, Porn greatly led the DVD and Blu-ray frontier. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, I I always made the joke back in the day that like if you want to see where technology is going to advance in the next five years, look at what porn's doing right now, and, and other and other industries before. <laughs> yeah, like I think that I think that porn is going to be what causes VR to jump because right now it's like it's like at that cusp where it's right here and there's a big chasm, right? Mm-hmm. That they're at the foot of,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's it's going to be something that pushes it over. And I think that his history says that. If anybody can push that, that jump over that chasm, it's gonna be porn. <laughs>
1: well, we shall see how the legal system progresses.
0: How, uh, I, I didn't prep you for this question at all, but how how is uh, VR porn like in the recording? Is it is it more different from the standard POV style of recording or is it yeah. a little more expensive? It's,
1: it's more complicated it depends on the rig. Are you shooting just straight from a camera? Are you trying to do like a 360 thing? Like, is it a POV that that the person can look this way, but not behind? Or is it a 360 thing where you can turn and look completely around the room? And the technology has been getting better and better uh, for sure. Like when we first started, it was like a bunch of GoPros taped together in like an hexagonal shape and, and, and you couldn't move the bumped the tripod and if you bumped the tripod we had to start all over again. I remember um, I actually started a VR porn company that we had to dissolve because my business partner was going through a divorce and his uh, bride wanted to take off the company so we had to close it down unfortunately. But so I've I've been involved with the the beginning stages of of mocap and and capture in VR. But yeah, as the the first porn scene i shot for vr was gopro was like three or four gopros connected on a tripod and it was a like eight girl orgy and sometime during the orgy someone won't name names wasn't me kicked the tripod and so what happens is when they're watching to the viewing thing that just means the whole room just went like this yeah. we had to completely start over
0: Oh, man. From
1: the beginning. because <laughs> It's a whole
0: lot out. of orgy because of one bump.
1: <laughs> Such a bummer, right? Oh, my God. Like, Worst day ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, we had to do the orgy twice today. Oh, ah, it was so horrible.
1: But I can say that I just won an award for best VR sex scene. Ah. With uh, with VR bangers. Uh, X-Biz awarded it. And it's amazing because... The scene was in competition against boy-girl scenes, like hardcore boy-girl and a girl-girl scene. Cause I only do girl-girl. I don't I don't do anything mm-hmm. other than stuff with girls.
0: Oh, trust me. I've done my research.
1: <laughs> you are a great <laughs> interviewer. And so, and the scene won. The scene won against like all these other amazing talented performers doing way crazier things than we were. And I'm just very honored. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. I think it's um it's that third or fourth one. It's one of those
0: two. Is that <laughs> is that the one that you're most proud of right now?
1: <sighs> well, I'd have to say I'm most proud of being in the Hall of Fame. Okay. That, that makes Maybe sense. In the Hall of Fame. Because that first of all, you have to be in at least 10 years to even be eligible. And to maintain and also continue to grow, not just not just be complacent, but to continue to thrive in this adult industry all these years later is a massive accomplishment. Just, just, it, it's, I never thought I would make it this far. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd be in the hall of fame and uh, the number one lesbian performer in the world. And I've won performer of the year 12 times. 11 of those were consecutive which has never been done before in the history of porn. And honestly, I don't think anyone will ever beat my record. I'm the future.
0: I'm sweating now. I'm like, I'm, I'm sweating I'm, too. I was, I, I was nervous coming into this, but now I'm even more nervous.
1: <laughs> what, why are you so nervous? <laughs>
0: no, it's just like, that is, that is really cool. Like it's like, I've, I've known a lot of people and I've talked with a lot of people, but I have to say you are the most accomplished.
1: I mean,
0: be good or be good at it. Yeah, like that, <laughs> you said it right there. Now, you said that you you exclusively do girl on girl. Is that is that all or because- girl under girl. Or <laughs> girl under girl, girl next to girl, girl. Well, we, if there's seven, then we got to go girl on girl under, girl, under girl, under girl, on girl, under girl. I think I did seven there. But- <laughs> Um is that because you like me find the I I have I have find that so I'm let me form this this statement a little <laughs> bit better before I say it because You like
1: the boobies.
0: I I do like the boobies. <laughs> and, but I can I can acknowledge when there's a an attractive male form. Um but I got to say that you know there's something more elegant about the female form. And is that, is that kind of what has fueled that decision for you?
1: I love women. I, I've always loved women. I, I've dated women. I've been engaged to a woman. I, yeah, I just, I love, I love women and I love pleasing them. I'm more of a giver than a receiver. Like I, I I'd rather give than receive. Plus it's kind of hard to find people that are good at eating pussy. <laughs> You'd think it wouldn't be so hard, but oh my God, I need to start teaching classes, seriously. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> follow up yeah, on that one with the sex
1: education. I super love uh, women, but since you did just mention sex educator, I will say uh, I I do I do like men as well. I'm I'm more on the the women's side. And as a sex educator, I didn't want to perform with penis havers because I did not want to become irresponsibly pregnant. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Is that a, is that a common issue?
1: If you have sex, if you have a uterus and a penis goes inside it and ejaculates, you are at risk of being pregnant.
0: Yeah. See, that's my problem. So, Nobody Like every online. time you
1: watch a cream pie scene and <laughs> <in> porn.
0: <laughs> so you they know. don't, they don't have like a, a vacuum for after that.
1: Mm, clinically. Yes, they do. Not on set. That's not gonna, I don't think that will ever be OSHA approved. <laughs>
0: As I said it, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, and you were such like, an idiot. please,
1: no words, come back. Bring the word. It's, it's
0: a- <laughs> the the world went into slow motion. I saw them leaving my mouth <laughs> the microphone, and then coming out your speakers. I was like, oh no.
1: He done did it. Just just in.
0: <laughs> That's uh, yeah, man. Yeah, this show is mostly just about people tuning in to watch me make an idiot out of myself. So, and I'm okay with that. So, it's, you know, it's all for the content.
1: <laughs> like I said, be good or be good at it.
0: <laughs> Damn right. So, Um.
1: so yeah. So, I, I prefer women and I also do not want to be pregnant with someone that I'm not in a relationship with. Yeah.
0: And the best way to do that is just smash box. I get it. <laughs> is, is that politically correct to say smash box? I don't think so. I don't think so at all.
1: Yeah. Oh, it okay is? Okay. I don't cool. mind it. Cool. I'm hard to offend anyways. I, <laughs> I have too much compassion to be upset with people. So you could say anything you wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I actually have that same issue where I, I, uh, so I did this uh, personality test for my, my job. Um, the one with back. the
1: four letters, like the um, I-N-J-F thing.
0: No, this one is, uh, it's a, a strength assessment where it kind of like it give it grades you on like most utilized by you all the way to least utilized by you and there's like 30 38 or 34 different traits and empathy is my second one so like i i, I totally get that like every time that somebody does something bad to me i'm like oh i'm so sorry and i'm like wait a minute why did i just apologize
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah so oh I wanted to touch on when you're talking about exclusively girl on girl, who are some of your favorite co-stars?
1: Hey Tyson. Hey Thumper. <laughs> I have a very large dog and we have hardwood floors. And so when he scratches himself, he is basically thumping on the ground. Okay. I real, uh, so girls you'll see me work with most on my OnlyFans are Kenna James and Aiden Ashley those two women, we make the sex very well.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, that's...
1: Um, and I'm trying to get Adra Fox to, to shoot with me as well. Cause she's, she's one of my favorites and Abigail Mac is also very good. Um, yeah. There's just, I mean, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, uh, that, that, that list is actually really long.
0: <laughs> so, like this is about 20. Do we have the time for that? <laughs> That's, yeah, and there's uh, new girls every day, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. What, so if, uh, this one, I didn't, I didn't let you prep for this question either because it just kind of flowed into my brain, so I'm throwing it at you. If there is a young girl who they want to be, you know, obviously they can't be the next Charlotte Stokely because there is not going to be another Charlotte Stokely, but they wanted to, you know, go in and, give it their all. What would be some advice that you would give them?
1: Okay. I will say I have never once recruited anyone into this industry. Oh, really? I have never scouted. I've never recruited. This industry is not just about having sex and fun. It is. It is one of the most laborious jobs in the world. It's, 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 physically challenging we are athletes essentially (laughs) you you have to have that cardio going you you've got to be strong to hold positions blah 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 and it also can take a toll on you spiritually um, depending on how sensitive you are it's it's believed by some that you absorb energy of the people that you're around and when you're having sex that is one of the strongest transfers of energy and you know you might end up having sex with someone that you really just don't vibe with and, and their energy is dark and gross. And then you you, you kind of take that home with you. Like you take mm-hmm. these, little, these little thumbprints of every, everyone you meet in life. And that's, yeah. you know, so. So there's that. <laughs> um, there's also the fact that it is very highly stigmatized. You will face a lot of discrimination if you try to leave the industry it is very difficult to find a normal job because people will know that you did that. You will have people coming into your workplace. Your coworkers will find out. Um, it can be more difficult to date people uh, once you, whether you are in it still or after you leave, um, based off of their personal preferences with relationships and sex. And also your family is going to see it and, you know, people you grew up with and the bishop from your church and it will never disappear. It, what you, even if you shoot one scene, it will never disappear. It takes one person to put it in an email and send it to everybody. And, and then it's viral on Reddit, mm-hmm. you know? So don't, my, my biggest, my biggest advice to anyone that wants to enter this industry, come on camera, re- <laughs> is think about it for a minute before you do it. Don't do it to get back at an X. Don't do it because you're depressed and you want people to pay attention to you because you think it'll make you feel better. Don't do it if you have any doubts whatsoever. And that applies to everything in life. When in doubt, go without. Should I send that email? Should I park there? If you have a doubt, don't do it. That being said, if you have decided you've got the gusto, you've got the strength, you have the mental capacity to be a business owner because you are also in charge of your own marketing. You have to create the business. There's tons of social media platforms you have to maintain. You have emails 24, Is this is a 24 seven job. You have to go to bed at a certain time. You have to wake up at a certain time. You can't eat certain foods because it'll affect your career. And, uh, yeah so if you're willing to make that step i highly suggest if you want to shoot on set you find an agent because they will help be the middleman to protect you and some agents are great and some agents are bad if anyone wants to know you can message me on twitter or instagram uh, twitter at char underscore stokely instagram charlotte stokely and all i will do is simply just tell you the name of an agent that i I've worked with and i feel like they're ethical but i will not encourage you or discourage you that is up to you um
0: i think that without giving like a lot of advice you actually gave a lot of advice
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean that really just applies to everything in life you know uh make sure this is what you want to do and yeah and if you have doubts don't do it
0: yeah i, I mean i had to, i had to go through that when i was I mean, I live in Colorado, so it's not, you know, it's not as stigmatized, um, here at all, but, you know, making the decision to go exclusively into the cannabis industry was a big decision because I was raised very Mormon <laughs> and, uh, my family is not the biggest fan of the choice of it, but you know, it's, it's also, it also allows me to kind of be an ambassador for something that I believe in. And yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it, I think that Charlotte really hit hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, whenever, whenever you're thinking about anything, like don't, don't go to law school. If you don't want to be a lawyer, don't, <laughs> don't go to, to a medical school, medical school to be a, a doctor, because if you're going to do that and you don't want to be a doctor and you go through the time, you're going to be a really shitty doctor and, and you're
1: going to be miserable
0: you're going to be miserable. The people that interact with you, the the people that you work with, the people that you're helping, like they're all going to feel that. And like, that's, that's not going to be good for anything. So I'm going to, hold on. I'm taking, I take notes when I, when I talk with people, because I like to get the little bits that I'm like, oh, I never thought about like really thinking about it that way, but.
1: That's why it's so important to have conversations with people and all different kinds of people, all different ages. Like I love having older friends and I, and I love just listening in on conversations of like older people because they have more wisdom sometimes from experience or they've reached a moment in their life that I haven't yet experienced. And I'm like, that's really good to know. So when I get there, I have a little bit more of an understanding. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. That, that is that, that, that is why I do this. Like I just, I love the, the communicating with different people and just like from totally separate walks of life. Like like I've talked, gotten like through this podcast and like my previous podcast, when I've gotten to interact with people that I would never have had the opportunity if it wasn't for having a microphone in front of my face and being able to take it and then broadcast that out. And so then what becomes something that I'm learning becomes something that five people are learning, 10 people are learning, 20, 30, 40, and it just goes on and on and it, it gets you know spread around like wildfire. And I think that, and we're about to get deep and philosophical. Um, I think that that's the key to a lot of the issues and like not getting political, but just, I mean, issues in general is
1: about lack communication,
0: lack of communication, lack of understanding, lack of the, you know, opposite opposing um fields different of view perspectives. and it it really is and being able to to have these conversations not just me like everybody that has a podcast and is like having these conversations with with different people like i think that i think that it's going to be the catalyst for like a higher intelligence and a higher understanding in general like over the long span um I think that we're in like this, this like cocoon right now, that, that podcasting and the like content making in general is like a cocoon. And we're going to hit a point where the cocoon breaks and when, something else is going to come out of it, I don't know what it is. I get high a lot and I think about it. And so I have my theories, <laughs> but I, uh, I just, I, I, there, there's just something to uh, hick kid from a small town in Arizona talking with you and you know getting to kind of see like how how you've navigated life and become this hugely successful person in your field like that that can transfer from from you to me to a listener just by you know some little pieces of advice
1: well that's what's so great about a joint (laughs) you could take it to some some place with a group of random people of all different walks of life and ages and you pull it out and they all sit down together. Yep. It just, it unites you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Waiting for that, that uh, weed sponsorship to come through.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: (laughs) Um, So we got that. Sorry. I, I hit a lull and I had to look at my notes real fast. So what is it that a sex educator does?
1: Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) Inform, non-biased answers to questions involving sex and sexual hygiene and sexual desires. what the reason oh, go ahead. the reason i became a certified sex educator uh which i i graduated i did that uh in that 2019 people fans would daily message me asking i want to try anal sex for the first time what do you think about this or hey so this is you know, there's a, like a something weird going on. Is that normal? And so on and so forth. And I wanted my words to have more weight and more validity. Mm-hmm. So I not only am like a sex worker, like, oh yeah, honey, I've seen that a million times. Just <laughs> tutorial You're fine. I wanted to be able to learn the plicit model. I wanted to learn how to actively listen and create a safe space without cheerleading and things like that. You know, where someone says, "Like, well, I want to try anal sex for the first time." Don't derail the situation. And go, "Oh, I've had anal sex a bunch of times." Like, keep it about them. Inform them about, you know, uh, the anus is not self lubricating. You're gonna need lots of lube. Use this type of lube for this type of toy. Um, as always, communicate with your partner or partners or whatever, um, learn boundaries, what you do want to do, what you don't want to do. And also teach people that it's okay in the middle of sex to get up and go, I got to go pee and just go pee and come back and continue. It's fine. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Have you been peering into my sex life? Cause it sounds too familiar.
1: Oh honey I, I always got to pee well here's the interesting thing I don't know if this is everyone but for myself personally I cannot have an orgasm if I have to pee so if I'm if I'm having sex I'm like and I and I want to I want to have an orgasm I'm like hold up be right back you don't have to announce what you're doing you know just just I'll be back would you like some water I'll be back you know and come back with a glass of water and you pee and everything's great <laughs>
0: No, I, I, we, we, we share something else in common. I'm the same way, exact same way. I'm always afraid that if I do orgasm when I need to pee, that it's just going to be pee and that that nobody's going to be happy about that.
1: I've had that concern (laughs) as well. (sighs) These are basic. These are, this is a common human question.
0: (laughs) And it's so, it's so funny how, you know, you're, you're told your whole life, or or at least mine, you know, like I said, raised Mormon, very different. um, You know, I had, I had a strange relationship with sex, like throughout most of my life. And, uh, you know, you're kind of taught that it's a bad thing. And then you realize that it's not a bad thing. And then you realize it's a good thing. But then, like, letting go of that, that like, built-in like bias of thinking that it's a a bad thing. Like I, I can't tell you how long it took me till like, I was like comfortable having sex in general. Like it was, it it was weird. It was very weird because I always, I carried that, you know, like what they say, the, the Catholic guilt, I carried that with me every single time. And it was like, it was one of those things. And it, uh, it's a very strange thing to feel guilty and not guilty at the same time about the exact same activity. And I don't know how to explain it other than that, because that's, that's exactly how I felt. Like I felt, I felt bad. And then I also felt like I, you shouldn't feel bad. This isn't, you're not doing anything, anything wrong. Like you're, you're being natural. You're, you're being smart. Like, you know, like you're doing everything to the best of your ability. Like you, you don't need to, to hate yourself for being a sexual being. Do you, do, is that something that other people say to you? Or am I the only one? <laughs> I'm trying to get a free session I, right now. That's what this is.
1: <laughs> I, I have heard similar stories from many people. Okay.
0: Makes me feel good on the inside. <laughs> um,
1: this, this is your life. Live it the way you want to live it because when you die, all them people judging you and speaking in your head, they're not standing next to you when you're at them pearly gates. It's just you and you only live once, so live your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how I how I did. And yeah, like I said, I got over it. I mean, now I mean obviously I'm married going on 10 years, so it'd be really weird oh, if I was still
1: I love love. <laughs> congratulations on 10 years.
0: Um, is it actually, t- okay, no, it's actually nine years this year, 10 years together.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. I love it.
0: So we're hit We're yeah, we've, we've been, been doing the damn thing for a while. So we, we do pretty good. Um, what, what was I going to say? What are some opportunities that you've been presented with that you would have never had the chance outside of the adult industry? that have been like super impactful for you?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I, a few, four years ago, I started an underground suicide watch group for sex workers. Um, Probably wouldn't have been able to do that without the experience and wisdom that I have. But something a little bit more fun. Uh, I've been. I mean, other than just like the having fun parts, <laughs> something I did because of porn that I wouldn't have been able to do originally. <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, the perks are that, you know, I get to go to conventions and sign autographs and meet fans. I, I mean, I could have done that if I had gone with mainstream acting. So like, maybe I still could have been signing autographs and meeting fans. I've been in a lot of mainstream shows because of who I am today, uh, like Westworld and True Detective and, you know, just background What season stuff.
0: of uh, True Detective <laughs> were you in?
1: Season two, the big brothel house thing.
0: Okay.
1: I'm I'm in it a few different times, but <laughs> if you really want to see me, uh, when Rachel McAdams goes to throw up the the pills or whatever, and she busts through the bathroom door, I'm washing myself at the sink when she busts the door open. Um, I
0: remember that scene now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was me. Okay. <laughs>
0: Look at, look at that. I never knew I'd be talking to a true detective person.
1: Oh, well, there we go. I never thought I would meet Rachel McAdams.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is she as nice as she seems? She seems nice.
1: She was very focused on her job. And when you are an extra, it is very important that you do not speak to the talent because <laughs> they have lines in their head. They have emotions. They have to like bring in for the scene so it's really best to just leave them alone but <laughs> when she busts through the door on like the third take my foot was sticking out too far and she banged the door into my foot and she said sorry there we so go so she loves me and we're best friends.
0: yeah that's like me and joe rogan we're we're very very good friends we met really? each other we met each other uh right after his comedy show and took a picture with each other and I'm sure he has it hanging in his bedroom like I do in mine
1: absolutely even
0: though I don't think I ever sent it to him but uh, uh <laughs>
1: okay. you no, know, like
0: it, that's a running joke in our household like whenever I talk because I talk like obviously I've I was heavily influenced by Joe Rogan to, to do this and uh my wife always says like, whenever I talk about Joe Rogan, I was like, Oh, I was watching this episode of Joe Rogan. She's like, Oh, your friend, your good friend, Joe, Joe Rogan. I was, yeah. Yeah. One and the same.
1: <laughs> I, like, I like him. I am a Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. He's, I think
0: that, you know, he's, he's kind of the person that kicked off, you know, the whole evolution of communication that I went on a t- 10 minute rant about a little bit ago.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, there are similarities. Uh, he brings people in from all different perspectives he's not is not linear mm-hmm. and he lets people whether he agrees with it or not speak their truth yeah and that's very entertaining to listen to because you're like okay that's one way of thinking about something yeah. i never thought about it like that okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially when they start talking about black holes and i mistakenly had gotten high too early oh man
1: uh, there there I'm- are
0: moments like I I was listening to an episode of Joe Rogan where he was talking to a guy who was talking about the, the gravitational pull by black holes and and stuff like that. And right after that, so I was already high and then me and my wife decided to watch the movie cars. And I had an epiphany about the movie cars. Do you want to hear this epiphany?
1: Only if it involves Tomater.
0: Well, He's, my he's
1: favorite.
0: So, it, so it definitely does. Cars is actually set in a post apocalyptic world, where computers have gotten rid of the people because they have been able to make the planes, boats, forklifts, cars, they're all sentient. So there's no need for humans. And so it's actually all post apocalyptic. And it's all the remains of our world that they've continued to build upon
1: that's very plausible i mean ai continues to self-develop and self-learn and self-grow and communicate with mm-hmm. other ai so yeah
0: like I'm, I'm probably not supposed I'm to talk you. about this for legal reasons at work but Uh-oh. i don't think anybody at work talk, listens to this so uh we actually just developed a uh a don't
1: get in trouble <laughs> when in doubt go without. <laughs>
0: hesitated it's uh no no, no I, i'm just i'm thinking of the best ways to to word it uh we ba- we made a an ai machine learning software that you can ask questions to mm-hmm. and it will give you full paragraph answers that wow. you can run through a plagiarism checker and it comes back 100 percent clean <laughs> it's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life and you know the the closer that we get to things like that and I'm like oh man how long is it until the computer just doesn't ask us to ask it questions and then it just starts answering its own then one day
1: you're gonna wake up and 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 you're gonna hear and you're not gonna know where it's coming from you're gonna hear good morning Hal (laughs) (laughs)
0: love the reference Uh, did you
1: know Hal is IBM? It's the first letter before I B M. Hal.
0: Oh shit! I did not know that, and now I feel <laughs> foolish for. Oh man.
1: Well, now you can tell other people.
0: Kubrick was getting paid off. That's what it was. They're like here, or he was trying to stick it to IBM. He's I like, know, yeah.
1: Actually, because if IBM was paying him, I think that it, it would have wanted Good the morning, IBM. <laughs>
0: yeah that's actually really interesting
1: yeah yeah oh yeah like the old george lucas films you're like (laughs) so the moon right it's a a moon right
0: i actually just watched (laughs) a a youtube video that went about trying to um it went over all the impossibilities of the moon landing being um, fake or computer generated in any way. I
1: love those YouTube videos. I love like, it. It was,
0: it was actually really cool. I was like, Oh wow. Cause they really, they took away like any, any doubt of it being fake just by piece of my beard on my microphone. Uh, they, they broke it down by like the way that the dust would swirl when they would step, like you can't do, you can't create that without being in a vacuum. So therefore like, unless they create a set that is literally because like, of the way that, that the thing was shot, like the way that the moon is so much smaller than the earth, you can actually see the curvature at a, at a uh, closer drawing distance than on the earth. And so they are like comparing that, that if it was real or if it was faked, it would have to be on a set that is roughly the size of like, I think they said like eight universal studio lots. <laughs> I was like, Oh, geez. <laughs> so definitely think that it was no. real
1: maybe i yeah. have a lot we could spend an hour just on this alone
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you a doubter
1: i, I don't particularly like that label
0: <laughs> are you hmm, what is the best way to say there
1: start? are so, Questioner. oh i'm always curious there i'm always go. curious i always curious and every time a new one of those videos comes out they point out something totally different and i'm like well maybe it was fake maybe it was real bottom line i don't know
0: yeah I like. but i do
1: know that buzz aldrin was like yo there'd be aliens up there
0: (laughs) i mean i think that in the last you know six months i don't know that there's really any doubt that there's aliens anymore we we live in. There's been times. some
1: really interesting things. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm a I'm a member of that community. <laughs> it's
0: like I've, I've, to be I've been to
1: Alien Con. I've <laughs> I've sat in on um oh, what's this physicist's name? I've sat in on lectures that you wouldn't even understand what the heck they're saying, but you're like, that's <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> What is his name? Oh, he's one of the best. Anyways, yeah, I, I I follow I I follow CERN and and all those things. Yeah. Just uh, gotta me learn. And,
0: me and my wife argue constantly because she thinks that there's no possibility of aliens, and that just blows my mind. I'm like, how you think that it, all that's out there, like in the, the whole universe. And even if there's a multiverse, you think there's no other, like, smart life, intelligent life forms? That's
1: crazy. Maybe her simulation's different.
0: That's another one that I, I subscribe to. Oh, man. Whole
1: other one, right? Oh,
0: man. I have. You're I have... about
1: to get high and just like go into a hole.
0: <laughs> Dude, I have gotten high and thought in so deep about the simulation theory that I. Shit, this was like two nights ago. I was downstairs and I was like, oh, if this is a simulation theory and somebody's kind of controlling me like a sim from the video game The Sims. Mm-hmm wonder what they're doing when i'm when like they put me on autopilot like do they have a normal job are they a sim too like is somebody controlling them oh man like and i i was like i need to go lay down before i pass out (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
0: i'll get so high and just start thinking of complexities of life and simulation theory and aliens and i don't know i like it though i like it i like I, i like the the clarity of the brain fog that you get from thinking about things like that, while intoxicated by the, the medicine, as I like to call it,
1: <laughs> enhanced.
0: <laughs> so, gun to your head, do aliens exist?
1: Yes. Okay,
0: I respect that. Ah, uh, so. We'll get back to some more questions. We went off on a good one there. <laughs> um, So back to being like a health coach, do you like, you know, we all know that you're supposed to get most of your you know, supplements from your food and whatnot. Like that's where you should be getting most of your nutrients. But is there some supplements that you are would say are like a go-to for most people? Like, so for me, I think that everybody can use, a great bottle of Alpha Brain by Onnit. Onnit, if you're watching this, I want you to sponsor me so badly. I love your products. I love your kettlebells. I love your pills. I love everything. So please, Onnit, sponsor me. Charlotte, go ahead.
1: I think everyone should take a good Omega 3. I prefer the brand Nordic Naturals. I think everyone should take a probiotic. I can, I can talk for an hour straight on the importance of bacteria. What a lot of people don't know is that their dopamine and serotonin are manufactured in the gut and manufactured off the good bacteria. So if you're constipated or having intestinal issues and you got brain fog, you're kind of depressed, they're linked just gonna throw that out there. Um, Another thing I highly think everyone should take is a good trace mineral supplement, whether it's electrolyte packets, um, preferably with all 72 trace minerals, not just like potassium, potassium, potassium. (laughs) Um, our, Our soil is very depleted in minerals and food is where we normally would get our minerals from. And we're not out in our gardens every day, getting our hands in dirt. So I, I think minerals are very important. And for many reasons, they keep you alkaline. A certain, most, I'm gonna say most cause I don't like definitive statements, but most diseases can't survive in an oxygen rich alkaline environment. Mm-hmm. Also, minerals are conductive for electricity and we are electrical beings. So let's get that little, let's get that energy going, right? Let's get that electricity flowing. And omega-3s are just great because they they help your mood. They help keep your blood thin. They keep your joints lubricated. They help you think. They're great for depression and bipolar. And uh, yeah.
0: Who is the... You said Nordic Naturals is who you prefer, right?
1: Nordic Naturals. And I prefer the one that's called Ultimate Omega because you get more EPA and more DHA per soft gel. And so then I just take one. And I I don't take anything every day. Ooh, I will say, backtrack. The number one thing that we need as humans is vitamin C. We're the only... I'm using quotation marks for people that aren't watching. We are the only animals on planet earth that does not manufacture vitamin C.
0: Really? Polar
1: bears make vitamin C. Monkeys make vitamin C. Dogs produce and manufacture vitamin C. We are the only living creature on this planet that do not produce vitamin C. It is very important. And I'm not talking that citric acid bullshit. I'm talking about like real vitamin C. Get
0: it. Wow. That is, I had no idea that other animals, all other animals for that matter, created it themselves. Do they, do they produce it in the same way that we produce vitamin D?
1: I believe they make it in the liver. Okay. I actually, I would, I'm going to have to, to, to look that up. Cause I, I don't remember. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I learned, no about presh, this. No I learned about this
1: in 2006 or 7, so it's
0: a... It's been a minute. <laughs>
1: it's good to refresh the, the memory. Uh,
0: 2006 or 7, to graduate high school again.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, sorry, went back in time. No, oh,
1: it's okay. <laughs> I never had a senior year, so I don't
0: know. Uh, it's overrated anyways. I spent most of mine in Mexico, so... I can't I can't nice. speak entirely on it.
1: <laughs> I started college when I was 15 and a half. I didn't even have a driver's license yet. So yeah, I didn't go to prom. I didn't I didn't have a senior year. I didn't do any of that stuff. I was I was at school.
0: <laughs> ah, that was that was the uh, the life track that my mother always wanted for me. <laughs> I remember she would always always uh, train me as a kid. Like I remember being like a wee tyke. And she's like, where are you going to be by the time you're 14? I was like, in college. And by the time I hit 14, I was like, nah, girls are pretty and football's awesome. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like, And that was like, oh man, like, don't get me wrong. I love women. I love women. But man, they were my downfall. They were my downfall. I was my own downfall. I allowed myself to get distracted. (laughs) Uh, yeah,
1: it's okay. You 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 do the best with what you know.
0: Yeah. And you know, I had a I had a good time. It's all that matters. Like you said.
1: Yeah, really.
0: Like you said, you know, when you're when you're dead, it doesn't matter about the other folks around you. You just gotta make sure that you're happy about what you've what what you made of the time that you had here. Well, and uh you know, I did I uh I don't have many regrets. I have like, obviously like, like anybody, I think I have things I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known this before, but I don't think that that can be considered a regret because it's not, it's not like, it's not, not doing something. It's, it's a uh, lesson.
1: Yeah. You learn.
0: Yeah. You, you win or you learn, as I like to say, you don't lose. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. You
1: That's I'm, you win or you learn. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Do I have to say trademark by Justin or anything?
0: No, no, that one's for free. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure I stole it from a book anyways.
1: (laughs) That's why communication and talking to other people is so important.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Carry it with you.
0: Well, we've talked about quite a few pieces. And just like the last time that I talked to somebody from the industry, Will, um, it, you know, it focused on the industry so little, and that's my favorite part about this is that, you know, people, people will tune in expecting one thing and they get to hear something totally different, which is really ex- exciting for me. Like, I think that. Like that.
1: Yeah, I think you and Will uh, talked a lot about mental health and sports. I think maybe <laughs> jujitsu or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talked we talked about mental health, uh theoretical. Well, I was problems. sitting
1: I was sitting next to him during it, but I was working on like taxes or something. So like, I I cut bits and pieces. Oh, uh,
0: let's not talk
1: about taxes. <sighs> Sorry, I said the, said the T
0: word. I did mine last night and
1: yeah,
0: you did. I do not like doing taxes.
1: Nobody does. I miss, I, miss being
0: a, I miss being a contractor because being able to mark everything off was so nice.
1: Right being off. W2 starter.
0: employee is just like, ah, why can't I write this off? Oh, start <laughs> your own business. I know I need, I need to turn this into a business. So make sure that you subscribe people so that I can turn this into a business so that I can write off my internet bill, my power bill my everything, please. And then bring
1: me back on and, and, and we'll talk about aliens.
0: We'll talk. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Before I let you go though, I do want to, I had one question that I saw in your um, Instagram bio. Said that you're a big fan of RPGs.
1: Yeah.
0: Tell me about it. What, what is it? What is it about RPGs? And I didn't
1: even know you were going to ask this question. (laughs)
0: so you you go old school with it okay Uh, tabletop style
1: yeah tabletop rpg preferably is this my guy no that's will's guy Where's my guy oh my guy is up my dm's house but yeah i know i super freaking love Playing tabletop RPG and my DM is like one of the most famous ones in the whole world. He helped. He wrote a bunch of books. He want to. He's the Charlotte Stokely of D D, basically. <laughs> um, but I don't say D and D because D and D is a trademark. You know how you have like Kleenexes and then you have tissues. tissues Kleenex yeah. is the brand. Yeah. So I, I say tabletop RPG. Um. But yeah. So I'm super lucky. I've been playing. I've been rolling Dungeons and Dragons for like eight years now and I love it
0: what what initially like got you interested in it
1: oh I love fantasy I I I loved reading books when I was younger anything that had a map if the first few pages of the book were not a map I didn't want to read it unless it was a book about viruses or something because I was very obsessed with viruses when I was little as well and I just love that there's like there's a sorcerer and then there's like a barbarian and then there's the rogue thief. And then there's like the elf and like how they all had different elements and different things they brought to the table and how they all had different strengths or strengths or weaknesses. And I loved how they all like came together and, and, in in Dungeons and Dragons, you bring this group together. You can be any character you want. And it's like my one day out of the week where I'm not myself at all. And I fuck shit up and, and get treasure. <laughs> it's great.
0: What uh? What is your your character?
1: Uh, currently I am a barbarian.
0: Oh, there you go, just going through and fucking shit into off. the
1: fray, into <laughs> the fray. So when everyone else is afraid to go ahead, I'm like, I got this.
0: <laughs> like, go into rage.
1: <laughs> go into rage, and I just go. Um, it's funny everyone makes fun of me because my characters are always named like stokely <laughs> It just keeps it simple, you know. Good. I think my character right now might actually be called, damn it. Nope. Stokely. I am currently Stokely, the barbarian. I am a gladi, gladiator tiefling barbarian for this version of the game, but this is my book. It's full. This is like all my different games. I'm in.
0: I am going to have you back on you? in a few months. And I want you to teach me about RPGs because I don't know enough. I don't know. I don't
1: know enough. Oh, dang, son. You got to get in. uh Sometimes comic book stores will have a uh, community D&D night. Okay. Yeah, and you can go and be like, I don't know how to play, but can I play? You I have my own dice set. You can't
0: <laughs> tell. I'm a huge comic book fan. I have comic book characters all up. Oh, I end. see the
1: Hulk. Cool.
0: Yeah, I got Hulk. All right. Kind of...
1: Last question. Right there. And I'm asking it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Who would win in a fight? Godzilla or the Hulk? Take your time.
0: I'm going to say, are we talking about old version of Godzilla? Are we talking about the modern, like beefy boy Godzilla?
1: Godzilla with the lasers. The, 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 Does any have like a mouth laser?
0: Are you talking about Mechagodzilla? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna still I'm gonna still go Hulk because he's big, but he's not too big, and he's still really freaking agile. The only person to ever really beat the Hulk was well Thor in that one movie, and then also Thanos in that one movie. And Thanos had like a glove; he cheated. So I'm still giving it to the Hulk. That
1: wasn't Thanos. That was Thanos with extra things (laughs) yeah you know it's 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 take the gloves off who wins
0: yeah yeah because if if there was no glove then hulk would have would have tore thanos apart absolutely yeah
1: absolutely i'm a big hulk fan big
0: hulk yeah i like i like hulk i like my my personal favorite from like the marvel universe is uh colossus from the x-men he turns his entire body into a, a metal totally indestructible
1: vaguely vaguely remember
0: he's uh oh, he's upside down but that's him right
1: oh he looks cool yeah i don't i don't really know that character very well
0: but yeah Interestingly enough. look him like, up after this because he, he's very cool he's I will. he's russian when he gets mad he just turns his body into this indestructible metal and then he just wrecks tanks and shit he's a great character but
1: I thought I had it all, but now I'm like, Oh, I I can't do that.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for asking me the final question. This has been (laughs) a lot of fun. I, like I said, I just love getting to know people and I like that this is kind of like, I'm I'm looking at all of these as like setting the groundwork for just my new friends. And then we're going to have another conversation and we're gonna be able to get real deep on the black holes and the, and the simulations and the aliens. I mean, but next time that we talk, like we might be having, you know, first contact, who knows?
1: <laughs> haven't we already? <laughs> I think we should bring Will. I, 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 I Haven't we already? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, when we do that, we should make it a three-way and bring Will, Will on board as well
0: yeah i wanna I want to make it out to to l a area and like i I'm setting up a bunch of different um, interviews and whatnot and uh when the world is back to normal and everybody's you know ready for for more human interaction it's gonna be a good time i I would love to talk to you both and just like get that that dynamic between you two because you guys have a great dynamic that you can see through the the pictures on Instagram and everything Aww. like that so you guys Just seem like a fun couple. And I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: Well, thanks, everybody. This was Charlotte Stokely. She was just in. It was a great time. Remember, go
1: to (laughs) charlottestokely.com.
0: Remember, go to charlottestokely.com. And we will sign off with that. Peace.